Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, this is Rabbi Ethan Linden. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am the rabbi of Shir Chadash in New Orleans, Louisiana, where today, as I record this in early December, it is 75 degrees and quite lovely. And I hope it is as nice where you are hearing this recording as it is where I am recording it, though I somehow doubt that is the case. Today we are working on Yoma, Daf Lamed Vav, that's page 36, and I'd like to focus on a sugya that occurs at the top of Lamed Vav Amud Bet. Now the sugya refers to a conversation in the Mishnah about the Kohen who is taking his par, his his, uh, his heifer, and he's going to sacrifice it, but before he does, he has to somech shte yadav alav, he puts his two hands on it, according to the Mishnah, and then umit vadeh, and then he confesses over it. And the, the content of our sugya on Lamud Vav, Lamud Bet, is what does he confess, how does he confess? And, and what this conversation consists of is the question of order, of words, but really deeper than that question of order, which is a fairly prosaic one, is a question of what is the content of those words? What is the content of the confession? So it begins by telling us that according to Rabbi Meir, the order is aniti, pashati, vichatati. Now these three words are, are actually relatively difficult to, to translate, and in some sense the translation is the core of the question, because they all sort of mean sin, right? Aniti, Pashati, Fachatati, they all kind of mean miss the mark, sin, transgress. You know, there's a lot of words in the Hebrew Bible for messing up, which is probably good considering the amount of times that those sorts of words are needed. You need a lot of synonyms for messing up in the Bible. Anyway, so according to Rabbi Meir, the order that you should have is Aniti, Pashati, Fachatati. That's the order. And then, His reason is actually quite good. His reason is that when we look at the Torah, we see that that order exists in other places. So, for example, when the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, does the confessional over the goat that will be sent into the wilderness on Yom Kippur, the Torah tells us that first he says the Avonot of B'nai Israel. That's the same root as Aniti from from our order before. And then he talks about their uh, Pish-Ehem, their their sins, again, that same order, and then he refers to the chatotam, right? So, in other words, according to, uh, to that section in uh, the book of Leviticus, it's that same order in terms of the root of the word, aniti, pashati, vichatati. And then Rabbi Meir also brings um, the fact that when God passes before Moshe in, in the book of Shemot, in, in Exodus, and, and Moshe proclaims, or perhaps God proclaims, it's actually a little unclear in the text, this famous um, statement that we say over and over again on, on the high holidays, one of the pieces of that statement is, no se avon right, that God will, uh, in some sense, um, carry uh, 
uh, or or the way we read it really is to forgive the the avon, the fesha, and the chata'a, which again is the same order. So so for Rabbi Meir, the issue of the order essentially comes down to what the Torah says in other places. And in other places, it seems that this is the order. Aniti, Pashati, Chatati. But for the sages, for the Hachamim who disagree, that order doesn't work, even though they have to admit that, in fact, that is the order in some of those psukim, some of those verses in Torah. But for the rabbis, these words don't actually mean the same thing. That is, there is a content difference in the words that affects what order they should be in. So the rabbis come and say, avonot, right, the avon, that is a mistake that you have done. That's not a mistake. That is, you have transgressed deliberately. That's a deliberate misdeed. And that's what that word means. And then, pshaim, this word pshaim, that doesn't just mean mistake, that means you have done something rebellious, specifically rebellious. And, and they, the rabbis have quotes to, to show all of this, which we're not going to get into right this minute, but they, they have places which are proof texts for, for this, uh, these assertions. And then finally, this idea of chatotam, chatotam is, is, is not just sins, but in fact, according to the rabbis, these are the mistakes that are really mistakes. You sinned, but you did it without meaning to. You, you transgressed, but it was inadvertent. So now the rabbis say, it doesn't really make that much sense to start by saying the things that you've done wrong on purpose, and then go on to say the things that you did rebelliously, and only then to go back and refer to the mistakes that you made that were truly mistakes, the inadvertent sins. A- according to the rabbis, that, that, just, that just wouldn't make any sense. Rashi fills in here that the reason it wouldn't make any sense is because if you've already gotten forgiveness for the gravest sins, that is, for the ones that you did on purpose, the ones that you knew they were sins and you did it anyway, then why are you going back at the end and asking forgiveness for things that were much less of a problem? That is, the sins you you committed inadvertently. Obviously, if God has already forgiven us the sins that we did on purpose, the sins that we did inadvertently will be forgiven. And so now the rabbis are confronted with, with the question, which is, well, if that's true, then why is it that Moses in the book of Exodus, as Rabbi Meir brings, why is it that Moses has it in this order? Aniti Pashati Chatati, the order of of Rabbi Meir, right? No se avon vafesha vechata'ah. Why is it done in that order? And so according to the rabbis, what Moses is really saying is, when, when it's really beautiful, when, when the people of Israel sin, and when they do tshuva, I want you to think about their sins. Please consider thinking about their sins that were sins that they did deliberately, as sins that they had done inadvertently. That is, when Israel sins, even when they meant to sin, and when they do tshuva, what Moses is asking for is that those sins that were deliberate be considered nothing more than inadvertent sins and therefore easy to forgive. It's really quite a beautiful drash that is necessitated 
by the Hachamim position here that in fact that order of Nasei Avon Vafeshe Vechata'ah is in fact illogical. And in some ways that's where the sugya could end because uh, we've had our two positions and we can move on. But it doesn't end up being quite that simple because at the very end we get a, a story of a, a, a guy who wants to come uh, and pray. And when he does, he organizes his confessional prayer along the lines of Rabbi Meir. That is, he says, as Rabbi Meir would have him say, Aniti, Pashati, Vichatati. Which is, of course, a big problem because the Hachamim have ruled the other way. And we know that the majority rules. And we know that you shouldn't follow a single person's opinion when the Hachamim have ruled the other way. And so they say to the guy, what are, what are you doing? Isn't it the case that the, that the Hachamim have already ruled on this? And he says something amazing. Karabi Meir severely. I hold by Rabbi Meir. And the reason is, because the Sefer Oraita, the Torah has the order as Rabbi Meir has it. It's crazy, says this unnamed person, to go according to the Hachamim when the Torah is so clearly on the side of Rabbi Meir, which is such a powerful way to end the story. And of course, the rabbis then move on to something else. But what's powerful about that is that it gives us the sense that these debates were about several things at once, right? They were about, what is the meaning of the word aniti, pashati, v'chatati? Do these words have different meanings? And, and the rabbis and Rabbi Meir seem to disagree on that. But it was also about, where is it that we should get our authority from? Rabbi Meir is an individual, and the Hachamim are not, and in theory then, they should rule. They should be able to overrule whatever his position is. But this unnamed person says, no, in the end, the Torah is what matters. And Rabbi Meir is closer to the Torah than the rabbis, and I'm going to follow him. Now, unfortunately, the Talmud doesn't tell us what happens to this man, this heretic, who would hold with Rabbi Meir against the sages. But I love the idea that our Talmud brings these discussions, these debates, and says to us, it's not just about the order of the prayers. It's not even just about the content of the words. It's about where we think the authority comes from to create these prayers, to order these words, and to experience Jewish ritual the way it has been established and passed down, or not. Thank you very much, and have a nice day. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.